Hey, my name is Lulu Lamott, and hello everyone who's listening to Building Bridges. Love. Yaya Dinkum! Building Bridges! You're good to go. Welcome to Building Bridges. I'm Sebi. And I'm Dave. And Jan is getting drunk somewhere, but this is still a Eurovision podcast for the rest of us. <laughs> well, we don't know that for sure. Jan, Jan is very, 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 very uh, popular in Slovenia, very famous. So yes, he could be at a gala somewhere or who knows? Maybe he's at a movie premiere. We don't know. No, we don't know. But that's okay. Yes. Regardless, in this week's episode, we're going to look at the latest Eurovision news Build some bridges to Australia, France, Lithuania, Finland, Poland, Sweden, maybe even some more. What do you think, Sebi? Yeah, that sounds really good. Who should we build a bridge to first? Uh, well, should we start with the news? We can, but again, we have a very, very strict time limit, so two minutes max? Sure, you keep me posted on the time. Five, Five four, four, three, three two, two, one. one. Take it away. Well, let's start with Eurovision's tiniest country. Little San Marino has started its six-night-long journey to find its act for Liverpool. Of 106 semifinalists, only two are from San Marino, and they've been given spots in Friday's second chance round, and they won't really compete there either because they get a direct pass to the final on Saturday. Anyway, of the 106, uh, there's three names to watch out for. Uh, Alfie Arcuri from Australia. He competed in Australia Decides 2019. There's also late 90s Europop group Eiffel 65, who some people my age might remember. And, of course, Ronella Hayati, who represented Albania last year at Eurovision, is trying to get her way back to the big stage again this year. <laughs> Out of the blue on Tuesday, of course, speak, keeping with Australia, their song for Liverpool appeared on YouTube and it was just released. So Voyager are going to get their chance to perform on the Eurovision stage this May, and we'll talk more about that in a little bit. In other news, the BBC announced the four hosts for Eurovision 2023. We've got Alicia Dixon, Hada Waddingham, Julia Sanina, and Graham Norton, who will just do the grand final. The other three we'll see throughout the two semifinals and the grand final. Keeping with the BBC, they're going to keep nerdy Eurovision fans very busy this May when they air two new one-hour specials in the run-up to the Eurovision week. One will be called The Greatest Show on Earth, and it will give 25 reasons why Eurovision is the greatest show on Earth. See what they did there. And the other one will be called And the Winner Isn't, which will highlight some songs that came close to winning Eurovision but didn't. I'm thinking Verka and Sam Ryder are probably going to be featured on that episode. Switzerland picked uh, Remo Forer, who won The Voice of Switzerland uh, a little while ago. Quebec's Lazara dropped her entry, Evidemment, for France this Sunday. We'll talk about that quickly as well. And, of course, Monica Linkitje won Habandum Ijnaujo and will represent Lithuania. Was that two minutes? Pretty good. Yes. Okay. That's good, because I had nothing else to say after, after Monica, right? Because that's going to be yeah. her second time. Going back to Eurovision, should we start there then with uh, what happened this weekend yeah. in Lithuania? Yeah, let's do it. I don't know how it was for you. Um, none of us had Monica as uh, our favorite in the national final. So it was sort of surprising. And she also wasn't really that high in the betting odds. 
Yeah, I think I looked before the show started. She was down maybe seventh or eighth place to win. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, I didn't follow the national final a lot. And I didn't really know the song all too well. But I listened again. And it's a pretty good song. Um, it starts kind of slow, kind of ballady. But it's um, it builds. Uh, it has a nice, powerful chorus. I really like when, you know, that entire group joins her. And it has these kind of Lithuanian vibes as well that we didn't hear in a long time. It's not going to be a winner, of course, but uh, I could see this as a qualifier for sure. Um, if it qualifies, it's also very jury-friendly. I'm pretty pleased with the winner. What do you think? Uh, not surprisingly, this isn't my cup of tea. Um, I, I, when I watched it, it's, I thought it was going to be a gospel song, the way it started off. Yeah. Um, funny enough, but of course, like I can't fault her singing. She's superb. Uh, she deserves uh, another chance, I think, at Eurovision. And I found the song has a nice hook to it. Mm -hmm. uh, like between the verses, they chant like "chuto" or "tuto" or something like that. Lithuanian thing gets repeated over yeah. and over. So I can see the crowds in Liverpool chanting that and singing that along with her during the performance. So I agree with you. I think this is going to qualify, but I, I certainly don't see it threatening for the for the win. No, but I kind of got the feeling that it could even close the semi-final, depending on the lineup. But it also closed the national final Lithuania, and it did a pretty good job at closing. And it has the crowd singing along for sure. So maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. And it's like a nice evolution as well. Like she was that, you know, kind of naive blonde girl in Vienna who was falling in love. And now she's like a strong woman, a strong independent woman singing her own song. That's really nice. Yeah, fair enough. All right. So also this week we had uh, France release its uh, Eurovision uh, song for 2023. Lazara released Evidemment. I thought uh, this was very, very interesting. I was afraid we were going to get another Barbara Pravi, which just makes my stomach want to tie up in knots. But <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, the song uh, seems very classy, very modern, very elegant. Uh, I had a good look at the lyrics uh, in English and then, or sorry, in French and then the English translation. Um, I feel like it's trying to become like a disco song, but it's not quite there. Like she wants you to dance along with it, but it's not, I don't know, it's not fast enough. Like it's, it would be very, really tough to dance to, I think. So I'm not quite sure if it gets there. You can tap your feet to it for sure, but I don't know if this would go down well in a club. Um, mm -hmm. I did like the lyrics. This is all your fault. You've got me analyzing lyrics that I never used to do before. <laughs> but no, but like she, she sings at the end. Um, it's always too beautiful to be true, but it's never too ugly to be false. Evidently. So <laughs> she won't ever be yeah. the same, this little girl from before. So it's almost like she's singing to her previous self. Like, you know, things are going to get better. Don't worry. Keep your chin up. So obviously it's in the grand finals. <laughs> it's automatically qualified as a big five country. So we will see it. Um, I'm thinking maybe mid-table for this at the end of the night, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's nice to have some Canadian representation, of course. <laughs> careful, careful. Some people wouldn't call her Canadian, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> Pseudo-Canadian. Um, I was very surprised what the song sounded like, because, you know, her whole aesthetic was very grand dame. Like, I thought this was going to be Edith Piaf and Barbara Pravi 2.0, yeah. all of that cliche 
French stuff and it started like that. But then the chorus really surprised me because it had that, you know, disco beat. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that coming at all. And that kept me interested. Uh, I did think it was kind of underwhelming. You know, the first two times the chorus comes, it's like, and then it's like, you know, yeah, you think it's gonna but go... it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I do like the final chorus, you know, when she hits that high note and then that disco beat sets in again and like some choir in the background as well. If she sings this well, which I think she can, this could be a really good moment. And yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm not, I wasn't instantly amazed by it, but I'm definitely intrigued. And I think so far the big five are not that bad. I can't see any of them finishing last so far. <laughs> oh, Sebi, it's still so early in the year. We'll come back to you when you yes. said that. Yeah, because you know one yeah. of them will. One of them has to. It always happens. Yeah, I'd like to see this live as well. The studio version is nice. Um, but if she, again, just kind of stands there like in the music video and doesn't do a whole lot, and if the singing isn't great, I think that this could come crashing down pretty quick. Yeah, and you know her whole outfit and everything. I was also really surprised to find out that she's only 25. I thought she was like in her 30s or maybe even 40s, <laughs> just by, not because, just by the look of it, you know? Yeah. She was dressed as a lady, as a grand dame, as I said earlier. Right, I guess that's part of the act. Yeah, and that's why that whole disco beat is kind of, you know, surprising. And we'll see, but like, I'll, I'm excited to see where this is going. Speaking of excited, another song got dropped this week, quite recently actually. Uh, Australia, at 5.30 in the morning in Sydney decided to release their song, and without much fanfare, uh, it got released on YouTube. So Voyager are back. They, of course, came second place last year in the national final. Won the televote, but, of course, came third with the jury, and that let Sheldon Riley squeak through and win by just three points. Have you had a chance to listen to it yet? I have. I listened to it several times already. Voyager were my favorite last year, and I'm really excited that they're back this year, that they're officially selected, uh, and internally. So I guess, like, they realized that they should get their chance on the Eurovision stage as well. And it's nice to have some metal representation, and especially to have some good metal representation. This is a really good song. And, I mean, it's unlikely, but it could technically be Australia's last entry if their contracts don't get renewed, which we know is still not officially decided. I don't hope that is the case, but if so, it would be a very worthy entry to close the entire participation. Right. Uh, I mean, I can't see that happening, just given how the EBU kind of wants to send and Eurovision worldwide. And it would be a shame, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, like the American Song Contest won't be renewed. Uh, a year ago, uh, Christer Bjorkman also said there would be a Eurovision Canada. Haven't heard a thing about that since. Uh, the Latin American version uh, was revealed again. That's been pretty quiet. Eurovision Asia. Eurovision failed. Asia. <laughs> uh, and you've, you've got a country, albeit very, very, very far away, that participates every year and you've got usually between two and three million Australians out of, I think there's 26 ish million. I mean, that's pretty good. Uh, given what time and it comes always, on in the morning, like 
I, I they always try their best as well. They're one of the few countries that always tries to send the best entry possible. Yeah, so I can't I can't see the EBU yeah. not renewing this. It would be it would only be if Australia wanted to not go. I think that this would uh, not. Yeah, uh, this would end. But uh, yeah, like you said, this would this would certainly be a good way to go out with a bang. There's no way this isn't qualifying. Um, they have a 100% qualification rate when they send an internal selection. I can't see that being uh, ruined this year. Uh, of course, Montaigne being the little asterisk, but that was a weird situation because she won and then she was invited back. So I don't really know if that could be considered internal selection or not. But anyway, yeah. this is going through. The only thing I don't like about this is that really brief, random, like angry screaming part towards the end of it between the choruses. But yeah, it was. It didn't really fit. I felt like they thought it was necessary for a metal band. Yeah, for their for their genre, for their group. Um, I actually have the press release here, which I think is really interesting. I love the way they introduce them. Um, they say here that SBS are proud to announce uh, that. They've basically listened to Australia, and that's why they didn't do Australia Decides this year, and they decided to send uh, Voyager from Perth. Um, as vocalist Danny Estrin belts out the lyric, have you ever done anything like this before? Audiences across the globe will realize that they haven't. For the first time ever, <laughs> a band will represent Australia, which I never thought of before either, and not just any yeah. band, a band with soaring melodies, masterful riffs, Keytar solos, powerhouse rhythms, and enough charisma to charm the world. So I think we should all be very excited that this is happening. <laughs> yeah, I am. I honestly am. And I think this, like, I hope they're really burning it down live, you know, with fireworks and everything and all their energy. And this could do really, really well. Yeah. So I'm really, really happy about this. Yes, this I think this is the one of, I'm most excited for so far. Um, mm. I'll put a pin in that because there's some more excitement coming. Because this is, I think this is going to be a good weekend. Uh, because on Saturday, of course, Sebi, you know what's happening. Yes, it's UMK, Uden Musikin Kilpailu, is happening in Finland. Yes, thank you for saying that. <laughs> And I don't know about you, but like in my personal opinion, this is the best national final this season. Yeah, I'm I'm really upset I won't get to watch it live. And I'm probably going to find out the winner before I get to watch it. Mm. Because I will be watching Una Voce per San Marino this Saturday. Um, because it's going to of be... Of course, hilarious. what else? <laughs> Comical. Like I've, I've bought popcorn. Like I'm ready for Saturday. I think it's going to be a hot mess. Um, <laughs> Like, I mean, last year, like, Achille Lauro coming out of nowhere after months of rehearsals and semifinals. It's like, oh, guess what? We've got these celebrities now. They're going to be in this. So even though that's not happening this year, I still think that it's going to be interesting. So I'm going to watch that live, and I hope you don't ruin the winner of Finland for me. But, um, I mean, there's not much here I don't like, and given we've had national final after national final and I've struggled to find even one song that I would even listen to again. 
Um, I, I think Finland are setting themselves up really, really well this year. Actually, I think they should sell some of the songs that don't win in Finland on Saturday to some of these other countries because it'd be a shame yeah. for maybe four or five of these not to get the Eurovision. This you know, year, to so. all the countries that withdrew and that are not participating this year, we have such a low uh, number of participating countries, 37. Yes, yes, of course. There's lots of room. Sell the other six and we have 43. We had the same in Dusseldorf in 2011. There you go. Yeah. Um, and like before we talk about our personal opinions, I think whoever they sent, like Finland definitely won't embarrass themselves in Liverpool and they will definitely have a very competent entry. That's for sure. Yeah. So do you want to look at our top threes? Yeah. Who's your third place? All right. My third, I'm going to need help with because I can't pronounce it. I'll say the English title. Uh, it's Overpowered by Kuma. Ah, it's uh, Uli Voimanen. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. So, um, UMK's press release described this one as a universal pop song for anyone with energy that basically everybody can grasp and go along with. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I agree fully, uh, but I think that also might be its downfall and why it might not win. It's almost too safe a choice, and we know Finland doesn't usually choose safe entries all the time. Yeah. <laughs> they go for the more eccentric and more interesting choices. Um, but I, I mean, I can't fault this. I, I have this on my phone. I listen to it. I really like it. And I think this will do really well on Spotify as well going forward. This is a really great tune. Yeah, I think it's close to 3 million, view, uh, 3 million streams on Spotify already. And I think even the second most streamed song of umk so far okay not surprising um i will just continue here because uh kuma is also my third place i yeah (laughs) (laughs) and honestly if it was a different national selection it would be my first easily Uh, i think this is really modern and really you know modern but also almost nostalgic and this will sound very weird now, and you know I have sort of a poetic sense, but I think if Berlin was a song, this would be it. Even though it's in Finnish. <laughs> but you know, it's so modern, it's like... it. it it's just... Uh, I like it so much, I listen to it all the time. Uh, I know this will definitely be in my top 5 Spotify wrapped up at the end of the year, because it's already like on repeat. And I am very, very upset that I got number two in the running order. I know that it doesn't matter as much when it's only seven songs, but still, really them. I think that should be like a number six or something. Uh, (laughs) I love this. And like, whatever happens, whatever, even if they're going to mess it up live, which I don't think they will, like, this is going to be one of my most streamed songs. It's really beautiful. I love it. And good luck to Kuma. So who's your second place? Okay. <laughs> now, now we're definitely going to start diverging here because I know this isn't in your top three. I picked the young, the young lady Kira. Kira. Business on the dance floor. Of course, of course. <laughs> why would it be? Um, yeah, I really, really, really like this one. This, again, I've got on my phone, listen to this all the time while I'm at work and while I'm driving. 
this could be a big disco hit for the summer, I think. Like the lyrics are really simple; they're really easy to sing along to at the club. Even if they are kind of、so. weird, though. Swing it like Harry Potter. Like who came up with that? It's yeah, why again, it's simple. It's <laughs>、yeah. simple. It doesn't matter, right? <laughs> it's it's a simple song. It's got a nice beat. It's really fun.、Uh, I think it'll do well. I don't think it's going to win, obviously, on Saturday、uh, because it's. I don't want to say it's safe, but it's it's a bit generic, I think. But、mm-hmm. it's it's really fun. I really hope to see a good, solid dance routine accompany this, because、uh, that's going to need to be integral to the staging. Like, she can't be by herself and belt this out. She's going to、mm-hmm. need theatrics to pull this off to make it go down really well in the hall.、Uh, but I mean, she's young. She's got a lot of time to solidify her music career. So even if she doesn't win, I think she'll probably be back to UMK. It's not really my personal type of music, as you already said, but like. I also added it to my Spotify. <laughs> I like the flute、uh, in the chorus. That's really unexpected. And it is, and a lot of people criticize that, but I don't know. No, you don't no. hear it every day. It sets it apart, I think. Yeah, I just hope this will be good live because, like, it literally says, "Shake it, or you got no business on the dance floor." And in the music video, she like moves her arms twice, and that's it. So I hope this will be more. Like a Chanel type of performance with that type of song, that could be really good. But yeah, my yeah. second place in any case is Benjamin with Hoi Damut, which translates "Do Me." First of all, Benjamin, no matter what happens on Saturday, is such an amazing artist who has a really, really, really bright future ahead of him in the music scene. Hopefully, in the worldwide one, because he also has another song that is called Capital G A Y, which also is <laughs> very good. And yeah, this is like kind of. 80s retro vibes. It has those neon lights.、Uh, it's very, very catchy.、Uh, he's really handsome. It's. I hope he has the energy life as well.、Um, I would be very happy to see this representing Finland. I'm not sure if it's gonna happen, but、uh, I love this. I have it on repeat as well.、Uh, it's like the finish the weekend for me, but much better. I'll stay with that statement. I think Benjamin is better than the weekend, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I love it. Hey baby, do what you gotta do. Yeah, he is my number one this year. <laughs> this this has to win. Because、uh, Kira Kyler's song, sorry, came out first, and I think Benjamin came out second. Yeah, and that's when I think the hype about Finland really started to grow this year, and yeah, what's gonna come next? And like it was just one bop after another for seven days,、um, like. This this sticks out so much. There's a lot of '80s this year, I find, but Benjamin does it best, even better than Voyager. This is incredible.、Yeah. Um, I I like this has to be first place. I have no idea what he's saying in the video, but I somehow still understand the song. He wants to get laid, plain and simple. Yeah, it's '80s. It sounds modern. Every time it comes on, you want to get up and dance, which is a problem when you're driving because you're all over the road. It's an earworm. I can't stop listening to it. This is eleven out of ten for me. This is perfect. Yeah, and it's like you know, eighties music combined with the tolerance and acceptance of the future. So it's the best of both worlds. Yeah. yeah. And actually, I was going to say, if Finland does choose this. 
because us schlums over here on the other side of the ocean can vote this year, I would definitely vote for this this year. Yeah. I think yeah, so. Like, if it's if it's a good live performance, this could even be my winner. And I also ranked this ten out of ten already. He's 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 not new either. He's he's had a career, so I don't I don't expect this to flop on stage because he already is a performer. Yeah, he's not. See, and and I think this is where the whole TikTok craze might come back because I, I know it worked for Sam Ryder last year really well. But if a lot of countries start picking these TikTok celebrities with no you know no background in the music industry like when they when they put them on stage eventually one of them is going to flop and flop hard so yeah i i think i think benjamin is ready for this yeah he's really good um but yeah i also ranked my first place 10 out of 10 obviously uh and it's the big favorite in the betting odds uh it's Keria with cha 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 Why? Please explain this to me. I don't understand. Yeah. I, like, a few minutes before this got released, I looked at the thumbnail, and I think I even sent you a screenshot saying, like, oh, this already looks so trashy. Because he had that, you know, <laughs> weird bowl cut and that costume and the box. Certainly ring. doesn't help him. Yeah. No. But, wow, this song. Like, it starts really aggressive, and I was, I was skeptical of it. But, um... Maybe it helped that I had the lyrics on as well. Like, it really, um, it basically talks about, you know, wanting to dance, but, you know, feeling the pressure outside and not, you know, being unable to let yourself go and to dance in front of a crowd, in front of other people. And he has some pina colada and some other drinks as well <laughs> in the song. <laughs> and it just becomes a totally different song halfway through. Like from the aggressive hard rock, almost hardcore, I would say rather than hard rock, it becomes like pop, but also it's it's I can't describe it with words, and it's so <laughs> unexpected. And <sighs> this could easily be a huge flop. Life, it could happen. Yeah, but it could also just kill everything. Life. Um. I heard some people already call it the Eurovision winner. I wouldn't go that far yet. Like, it's still way too early. But I think this is brilliant. I also think, like, it grabs everyone's attention. It's definitely not forgettable. And it has haters, of course, but also even more lovers. <laughs> Hello, Dave. Hater. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I also totally see why you don't like it. Like, sometimes I'm not even in the mood for the first part of it because it's too aggressive for me sometimes and I just skip to the second part. But on Eurovision, you know, when the crowd is going crazy, this is brilliant. Yeah, the I struggled with this one. I uh, To put it, what, like, sixth place or seventh place, I ended up putting it in sixth place. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I find the air horn... In it really annoying yeah uh and like you said i just wrote aggressive so yeah. i put this one in sixth uh the only one i didn't like more uh was something to lose by alexandra but 
I don't like she's I don't I, and I don't know what will happen to her as the only ballad in a in a sea of six other kind of poppy rocky up 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 tempo songs. She might squeak through and do quite well, but um, for for me, just because there are six fun songs there, I had to put her last. But she has an outstanding voice. Yeah, I think that's it. Like it's. A beautiful song, a very good voice, um, and it stands out naturally because, like everything else, is kind of upbeat at least, and it's the only real ballad. But you know, it would be a mistake, in my opinion, to send this to Eurovision because we know that many other countries will send ballads, and she just have to have an outstanding voice and live performance to still stand out then in Eurovision. She would have to dummy image. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I it's good, and I wish her the best. Maybe in the future, but this year it wouldn't be the best choice for Finland. Maybe before the live performances, at least before watching live performances. Um, but I also liked "Samataivasta uh, Katsotan" by uh, the Portion Boys. Um, yep. It's very catchy. It closes the show, so you know. That's not always a bad sign. That can be a very strong indicator. What do you think about them? I think the fact that they're closing the show says a lot about um, the lineup that UMK has this year and the producers as well. Because yeah. I can think of another very long, drawn-out process in another country this week where they're <laughs> putting all of the songs in alphabetical order by contestant name. Oh, God. And not really bothering with the, with the running order. Yeah. So, yeah, but they, I had them in fourth, actually, the Portion Boys. Me too. <laughs> and uh, f- for the longest time, I thought there were six entries, not seven. I only listened to this song today. I didn't know it existed until I just was no, checking what? to make sure. Yeah, I only found it today just because I knew we were going to talk about this today. Uh, so I looked them up because uh, I had heard of them and people were saying Finland and it just it didn't click until today that they were hmm. in UNK. So... Yeah, they're one of Finland's most popular bands. Uh, they bring a retro glam rock party to UMK. Uh, I think this will do very, very well with the Televote. Again, especially, like you said, because they're they're closing. And it's just, it's fun. It's not the greatest song in the world, but their energy, if, if their live performance is anything like the music video, it'll take this to another level entirely. Yeah, and it also stands out, even among these seven songs. Yeah. Um, maybe let's talk about uh, Robin Pakalen real quick. I hope I said his name right. Um, <laughs> I know that he's very popular and I know that he has a huge fan base. I think he's the biggest name in that national final. Although all okay. of them are rising up pretty fast. Uh, but uh, I think the song is too forgettable. It's not bad, but like it's out in this entire lineup... Like, so many Finnish songs and so many, like, really cool songs, really diverse songs. This is too normal for me. Yeah, I I just wrote a uh, bubbly pop song, very repetitive, sounds American. Yeah. And I looked it up, and can you believe that this was written and recorded in L.A.? And <laughs> he said his, his, influences, his influences on the song were Bruno Mars and Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Of course. 
So the, he could release this over here, and this will probably do very well and be on the radio in the U.S. and Canada all the time. Yeah. But like you said, in, in UMK, uh, not that it's bad, but just the, the other songs, I think, are going to overshadow this one big time. Yeah, and also, you know, there's a difference in Eurovision for me. You know, we also watch Eurovision because of crazy stuff like Benjamin or Kadia. We don't just watch it for good songs, radio-friendly songs, as Germany would right. <laughs> phrase it. Yeah. But yeah, I think that was all seven songs now. Uh, all in all. It was. Amazing. We were going to talk about our top three, yeah. each, but we kind of went a bit further. It's, that's okay. It's too good. It's too good. So Finland, great job. It is. And, and without Jan, we had to talk a bit longer anyway, yeah. so that's okay. And I'm really looking forward to see UMK. I hope it's on YouTube so I can watch it after, because if they only show it live on YLE, I won't be very happy. No, it should be. Okay. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to look for the link for me. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that leaves us with one other uh, show, oddly enough, on a Sunday. So if you've got nothing to do Sunday evening, you can watch. I'm not even going to try and pronounce this in Polish, but it's the Polish national final. <laughs> Basically, it translates, I think, to we're looking for a song for Eurovision or for Europe. Yeah. So, yeah. So they've got 10 songs there. Um, I had a quick listen uh, this morning. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. This is not, <laughs> this is, I, I almost wanted to talk about this one before UMK, but chronologically it comes after. So, um, yeah, they've they've got no powerhouse vocals this year, uh, river or not. I I don't know how this is going to do. I know I didn't pick the most popular one. I I kind of gravitated to Blanca's song solo, oh. perhaps because it's so miserable and cold and snowy here, and this is such a summery pop song with Latin vibes. Like yeah. I close my eyes and I'm on a beach. And when you watch the music video, it's the same thing. Like she's she's obviously somewhere warm and sunny. She's in a bikini, like this. It, it just made me happy. And I know you probably had this last because it's too generic. No, no, no. Okay. Well, anyway, it um, the song's actually been out for four months, and it's got over ten million views on YouTube already. So I don't know if it's going to win, but I think this might actually be a contender. Uh, maybe in the top three of the selection, but I know there's an overall favorite and I would be shocked and appalled even if that's not the song that you picked. Uh, I picked Jan with Gladiator. <gasps> really? <laughs> <laughs> the bookie's favorite. Tell us why. Um, I watched the recap of all the songs first and it was just the clear standout. It had a choir, it had good vocals, uh, it stood out immediately. Um, I listened to the whole song and then, you know, I thought like, okay, it's good, but like nothing outstanding. But then I listened to the recap again and it was the only standout again. <laughs> so I am... Um, <laughs> I hope Poland sends this, this could be a really good entry. Um, maybe someone else will convince me in the end, but yeah, overall, not the strongest national final, but let's be honest, also not the weakest, like the bar is not really high this season so far. <laughs> no, you can say that again for sure. Um, 
Yeah, so this I think I kind of expected from Poland. They're certainly no Eurovision powerhouse, uh, like Finland or Sweden or anyone. They, I mean, they've got a history of switching back and forth between national finals. Some are big, some are small, going with internal selection. And kind of no matter what they do, they their results are kind of all over the place anyway. So I think this is a good selection for Poland. And uh, it would be nice to see them back in the final again, get some momentum, get a few qualifications in a row. But uh, if they don't this year, I don't think I'd be surprised either. Sorry to say. So there's one more uh, thing, one more burning thing to talk about. Of course, Melfest is still going on. We watched the third heat on uh, Saturday last week. What did you think, Sebi? Or do you want to bite your tongue? <sighs> I, <laughs> I, uh... Before you say anything, keep in mind they had, again, for the third week in a row, the lowest viewing figures they've ever had. So we're going back 20 years now, and, and these these numbers are quite low. I really appreciated getting accredited for Gothenburg, Dale Tevling at this season. And I would really appreciate if I got that chance again in the future. So I will just bite my tongue this time. But oh I will say this. I think Nordman will make it through in the semi-final because I really like the Nordic vibes and the instrumentation as well. I understand the entire outcome entirely. And that's it. I will remain silent for the rest. <laughs> what about you? Well, we can't, we can't fault the Swedes for their production. I mean, it's flawless. I mean, the writing this year, some of the jokes have been kind of eh. But I mean the stage, the graphics, the performances. If you're if you're watching with mute on, it's incredible, <laughs> right? That said, all I can say is come on, Lorraine. Like she has to win this at this point. We need Euphoria 2.0 to kind of save Melfest this year, I think. Um, the songs overall haven't been the best. Like I've been watching Malfest now almost 10 years and I can safely say this, this year is my least favorite. I've, I've always at this point, like I'm waiting for the show to be over to start downloading some of the songs and that hasn't happened yet this year. And we're, we've got one heat left to go. So like, I really think Malfest is hers to lose at this point. Um, Marcus and Martinez had a nice performance on Saturday I thought the laser show in the background was very lovely to watch, but here I am talking about what the staging looked like and not the song itself. So yeah. that's probably not the best sign either. <laughs> Although I had a strange thought. Uh, imagine if they win, right? Sweden would send two Norwegians to Liverpool mm -hmm. and then you've got Norway sending an Italian. <laughs> True. So it'd be a very, very weird year. Yeah. Um, I thought it was nice to see Paul Ray back and not sing a ballad, mm. right? Royals is a nice departure from The Missing Piece and Talking In My Sleep, his last two Melfest songs. Yeah. So, um, I, and I think that helped up. Like, obviously, he qualified direct to the final, so that, that was really good. But, yeah, I don't think he's going to threaten for the win either. No. Although, who will? <laughs> it's, it's really hard to, hard to say how all this will mm. come out in the wash. Yeah, just a quick 
Yeah. We are recording this before the snippets get released, uh, but I did yes. hear that Lorraine sounded promising from a few experts that already got the chance to listen to it. Good. Fingers okay. crossed. We'll cross our fingers, yeah. Uh, other than Lorraine, heat for this Saturday, we've got Kiana, we've got Sinia and Hurdis, and they're only 16 and 18 years old. Uh, we've got a group smashing to pieces. And we've got Emil Hanron, and they're all debuting, so who knows what to expect there. Mariette, of course, is back. This will be her fifth appearance. And uh, Axel Schielström will sing Gorgeous, so we're going to get an English song for him. He's been in Melfest once before. Uh, his debut was in 2017 with Ner Ian Seyr. Mm. And I like that. Of course, the Swedes didn't, because it didn't get past the second chance round. But maybe he'll have better luck this year, but of course, I think Lorraine is probably going to have that first spot locked up direct to the finals. So we'll see how all that unfolds. Maybe. But you know, like, uh, I also have hope for the newcomers because, you know, last year when just the names were announced, nobody really uh, thought Cornelia Jacobs could even be a contender just by the names. And I personally don't even know these newcomers, these first-timers, and uh, maybe one of them is a surprise winner. So there's still hope. Maybe they saved the best for the last heat? I don't know. If Emil Henron wins Melfest, Lorraine is going to be so pissed off, I think. (laughs) (laughs) We can see a reaction now. All right, so those are my thoughts on... Well, the last heat that we just had and my hopes for the upcoming heat. Do you think we should listen to the snippets live when they come out Thursday morning? Sure, let's do that. So the first song we're reacting to is Where Did You Go by Kiana. Exciting. Okay, I don't know if I'm weird, but I actually really like this. I really like that one too. I see a really good light show with this, with the LEDs and all the stage lights. Probably some some dancers. Oh my, like I have hope. She she must be good life. Oh my God. This is one of the best we've heard in this entire mellow so far. And I I had hope too when I saw Joy Deb and Anea Deb as songwriters as well. And the fact that they put this one first, because, I mean, again, usually we, we've looked at the data. Well, you and I have. Yeah. And we know the show openers historically are more likely to go through because you want to open the show with a bang. And I think yeah. that's what this one will do. So let's see yeah. who's next. Next is, uh, or are, Signe Hjördis with Edelweiss. Okay, I don't know if they just... Uh said we'll put the seven good songs in the last semi-final. I thought this was really good as well. What do you think? Uh, I wouldn't say bra, but uh, it's very, f- sounds very folksy. Yeah. This, like, I, I don't know if I would listen to this um, on my own. If it came on the radio while I was driving, I don't think I'd turn it off, though. But it's, um, again, these, these are the children. They're like 16, 18 years old. This is their first mellow, so... Maybe there's better things to come from them, but this is their first entry, and it's it's yeah. okay. And I'm just thinking of the other heats. Like, this can definitely compete with those that went to the semifinal in other heats. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. But again, we know we know spot two for Eurovision and for Melo is not it's not usually a good spot to be in. Yes. So let's let's see how the other five songs fare. Yeah, we already have a visual here, very intriguing. Uh, it's Six Feet Under by Smash Into Pieces. Yeah, it looks like Yaust's mask from Norway. Okay, I'm starting to get mad about how good these are. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's not what I was expecting based on their picture. Um, I thought it would be maybe a bit angrier, a bit more rocky mm. version of rock, I guess. But uh, again, it's much better than what we've heard in the last Yeah, three. I'm looking at them differently now. If this was the first heat, I would say, yeah, it's good, it's fine. But like now, given the free heats we've had, like all of these songs that we heard so far are way better. Yes, and then my hopes are high now for Mariette on her fifth appearance. Let's Let's hope she's got something good for us. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so typical Mariette. Yeah. It sounds very anthemic, very feel-good, you know. It's this perfect song for her, yeah. but uh, it's the same we've heard a million times from her. No, this was good, but I think I, like, compared, like, I think Kiana, I think I like that more for my first impression. Yeah, based on the first three, I think this could struggle, like, she could not maybe make the, the second chance or the, mm-hmm. or the semi-final this year, I guess. Yeah. We'll see. Well, next is Emil Heneron with Mera, Mera, Mera. And what does that mean? More, more, more. <laughs> really? Oh, good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Mm. So he snuck a few English words in there, but um, it builds, but it doesn't build enough. Like I'm I, that pre-chorus, like I'm expecting that to turn into a big dance disco anthem and it <laughs> doesn't really get there. Yeah. But I, it's good. I don't know how much you got from the lyrics, but like they're so stupid. It's like a child saying that he want he doesn't want to go to sleep yet. He doesn't want to go home yet. He wants more, more, more. He wants to drink more champagne. And I think in the very beginning he says about himself that he's like the moon and the stars in the sky. Oh my, that's that's really deep. It's a love song to your reflection in the mirror, basically. <laughs> okay. Okay, so two more Axel Schistrom, and then we get the one we've all been yes, waiting for. After. Exactly. I think something is wrong when I have to check the time at a one-minute snippet. Yeah, I think that's the beginning of the song that they chose to release. Yeah. Um, maybe it'll build more as the song goes on, but that was really slow. Um, interesting, again, that they put that one just before Lorraine. Mm. Uh, I don't know if it's to, to help her out, make her stand out a bit more, <laughs> depending on how Tattoo sounds, but that, I mean... Um, I don't know. I I like Nadine and say it a lot more. I think he's better as a as an up tempo dance yeah. singer. This was I'm gonna say next for that one. Yes, but now the moment we've all been waiting for, literally. <laughs> yes, and you notice how this one is a minute and three seconds. We get three extra oh, seconds. Oh, it's Lorien with tattoo. We have of course Cassiopeia as well as one of the songwriters, and Thomas Gesen is back. We love Katsi. Fingers crossed, Lorraine. Come on. No, I think they cut it off right before the drop. They did those no. arseholes, as we would say here. That's annoying, but it's it's intriguing. Mm. I really want to hear the rest of that. Is it just me, or did you get instantly uh, Abbas, the winner takes it all? It sounds like the chorus of the winner takes it all, too. I mean, they're Swedes. They can steal from each other. It's yeah. okay. But yeah, I got really excited about this. They just cut it off. 
With three extra seconds, even. Yeah. Well, maybe they put the three extra seconds in to purposely get it to the drop yeah. so that we would yeah. be listening for more. I um, I think it's going through. I mean, how can this not of go through? Of course. Yeah, yeah. This is not going to be another statement. This, this is another euphoria yeah. moment. This is direct, yeah. d- direct till final. So that was our live reactions. I'm very positively surprised. We started very negatively with this. <laughs> but I'm very positively surprised about Heat 4. But yeah, so we'll be, yeah, so lots to watch on Saturday as well. Belfast, UNK. Uh, we've got Finland to keep an eye out for on, on Sunday. And of course, I will have a huge, maybe we'll do another special. What do you think, Sebi, on, on Una Voce per San Marino? Ah, There'll be so much to talk about. I might need a drink for that, but then we can do that. Or, or 12. Yeah. <laughs> a, nice, a nice bottle of Chianti yeah. for It'll be all right. Yeah, but I think overall, the Eurovision season this year is starting to look better. I think this week was very uplifting. Yeah, we've hit rock bottom, I think, and we're coming around. Yeah. We're coming We're coming out of this dark hole that we were in. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, speaking of dark holes, we have no real ending to the show this time because I had a game already, and I don't know. Jan is drunk in a snowbank somewhere. Hopefully, he's okay. But uh, <laughs> we didn't check either. <laughs> yeah, we'll check on him later. But uh, yeah, so we'll leave it there, I guess. Yeah. Uh, follow us on Instagram. We're building on the line bridges on the line podcast. Uh, you can leave us a message. You can always give us ideas. What you'd like to hear from us, and if you're listening to any podcast platform where you can leave a review please consider that as well. That really helps us. And we'll see you next week. (laughs) (laughs) Ciao. Ciao, Taksamika.